Hello, this is Leslie Garfield Tenser, and this is Law to Fact. Today, part two of our four-part series about preparing for the bar. I'll speak with Carrie Ann Stout, CEO of Inco Bar Prep Coaching, about time management. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to remind you that all of our episodes are available at www.lawtofact.com. Also, if you like us, please subscribe on any of the platforms on which you listen. Want to get in touch with us? You can always reach us by sending us an email at lawtofact.gmail.com or tweeting us at lawtofact. In this episode, I'm speaking with Carrie Ann Stout, CEO of Vinco Bar Prep, a bar prep coaching company. She gives incredible pearls of wisdom about time management, a few of them that you may not even think about. One of my favorite, don't trust yourself to have willpower for studying for the bar. Here's my discussion with Carrie Ann Stout. Thank you for joining me, and I know that you're a bar expert, and so what I'd love to talk to you today about is um, stress, right, and time management, because as much as you can study, 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 it's only good if you're studying effectively, and you're studying effectively if you're not stressed out, and the best way to not be stressed out is to manage your time. Would you agree with that thought? I agree with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you suggest? What's the first thing a student should do when they... Well, actually, I'll start with this. When do you start worrying about time management for studying for the bar? So if you're going to study for the July bar exam, you really want to start thinking about time management in December, mm-hmm. give or take. And then for, excuse me, for the February bar, you want to start thinking about time management in December. And then for the July bar in about April. So, like two months before... About a month before you're going to start studying. So, in that that time frame. Because that's, to me, part of studying, is thinking about your plan, thinking about how you're going to manage your time. And I think the first thing to do is understand why time management is important in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to get that buy-in with yourself or else it doesn't matter. Uh, You only have a finite amount of time to study for the bar exam, and you can only cram so much into every day. And because effective bar study is so practice question focused, you can't cram 3,000 multiple choice questions into two weeks. You have to be on top of that on a weekly basis. So even if you're the smartest person, even if you know all the law, you can't get all the practice in if you don't manage your time effectively. So that's why it's so important to start thinking about it even before you start studying. That's great advice. Well, it's funny. One of the things I always tell my students, and you can correct me, is you got to do 50 bar exam questions a day. Is that a good number? I love that recommendation. <laughs> so I generally talk about it in trying to get over 3,000 multiple choice questions. By the time you're done. By the time you're done. Right. So depending on when you start, some students can get away with 33 if they start earlier enough. Right. But if you kind of are um, a little closer to the test then it's going to be 50 or above and that brings us back to time management because you've got to plan out all your time so you're not doing 3,000 right. days before the bar right because right, so yeah. <laughs> not possible <laughs> so all right so so if you're a month before you're about to study what should you be thinking about Many students, most students, all students should be signed up for a commercial bar prep course, right? right. You can't you can't just go and get some books and say you're going to be good to go studying for the bar exam. Mm-hmm. So you want to uh, look at what that program is and make sure that you know what the materials are, what their schedule is going to look like. So about that far out, about a month before you're going to really start studying, 
you want to start thinking about what your day to day. You want to create your own schedule. Okay. Because even though they're going to give you a schedule, a, a template, that's one size fits all. You need to be looking at yourself. When do you study best? Are you a morning person, afternoon person? How can you break up your day? So you want to you want to map that out. When are you going to take your free time? Okay. That's really the first thing you should be looking at. And free time's like super important, right? To recharge your super brain. Super important. So yeah. free time would be working out, free time would be going to the movies, free time would be taking lunch. Yeah, exactly. One of my biggest time management tips is avoiding burnout because once you're burned out, you you can't effectively study. So there's no more there's no time to manage because you're just you're shot. So you have to build that in. There's two things in my opinion that lead to burnout, which is overworking yourself um, and in terms of how much you're putting on your plate and how much you're doing in a day and then there's the emotional burnout where you get yourself so worked up that you emotionally <laughs> wear yourself down. So to avoid burnout and to keep your time management plan on track, mm -hmm. you want to schedule regular breaks. So if you plan to do eight hours of quality studying in a day, mm -hmm. that's going to look like a 10 to 12 hour day okay. with your lunch, with your breaks. Got it. Um, so permission to break. You're you need giving it. people permission. Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay. And then carving out that time. I actually, um, you may not know this, mostly work with students who are retaking the oh, bar okay. exam. I did not know So this. a lot of my advice. And you have a company, right? Yes. And what's your company? Uh, Vinco Prep. You can find us at vincoprep.com. Okay. And so a lot of my advice is coming from the, from the place of, what I've seen not not work. Okay. Um, and many, so many of our students are working full time while they're studying for the bar, which many first time takers are not in that situation. But when you do find yourself working or parenting or having a, another big responsibility outside of bar prep, I find that you want to give yourself permission to take Friday nights off. Okay. Because you're just, and even if you're not, Friday night mentally and emotionally is a break time. Okay. And students get in their head. I have to spend every minute, every waking hour on the mm -hmm. bar exam. Mm -hmm. And they try to push through that and they're never really resting. But then they're also not effectively studying. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I do want to say, I'm going to take issue with one thing you said, if you yeah. don't mind, which is you really... At all costs, the first time you want to take the bar, you don't want to work. A hundred percent. I just want to clear I that agree, out. I agree with that a hundred percent. Okay, But a situation that retakers find themselves That's in different. is... That's different. You know, They've experienced the course. I get it. Um, okay, so I think that that is great. It's I, I, Just a, a quick little anecdote. I remember that when I was my first semester of law school, I did not take Thanksgiving off because I had to study. And I spent all that time upset that I didn't take Thanksgiving off. So I wasn't studying right and I wasn't having Thanksgiving so I like your point that you know that Friday night is sacred that's brilliant because then you know you can look forward to Friday night and you give yourself permission to enjoy Friday night. exactly excellent. and Saturday morning then becomes more productive right excellent idea excellent point what other points do you have also protecting your time so it's not just about managing it in terms of how you plan it out it's also making sure that life doesn't get in the way okay. so there's two sort of categories that I see interfere with protecting your time the first is the other people in your life so it's really important to set up boundaries before you get into bar prep so that's another thing that you can be thinking about in that month okay. before you actually start studying so who, who are those people who you need to put on notice that you're right. not going to be available mm -hmm. as much? Um, explaining to your significant other that what, what bar prep's really going to look like, how much time and energy. Because a lot of people think, oh, I got through law school with my relationships 
intact, mm-hmm. but the, the bar exam is condensed into such a short period of time mm-hmm. that you don't you don't have a lot of time to like mess up and get back on track like maybe you could have in law school. Right. So setting up your relationships for success. And I find that having a few maybe uncomfortable conversations up front can spare you a lot of heartache down the line. Another fabulous point. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about that. That's a great idea, great advice. I call those things that tangentially related to bar prep. Like you don't think about them right. when you think about, oh, memorizing skills, that kind of stuff, Uh, but they can really impact people. Yes. Um, The other thing with protecting your time is setting up boundaries with yourself. So social media generation. Right, right. Um, The biggest thing I had to worry about in law school was that Pinterest was brand new, and Mm -hmm. that was my big distraction then. Mm -hmm. But now there's so many different things, Mm -hmm. and it's really easy just to take a break, an air quotes break, and two hours later you've been on Instagram. So you you probably want to completely get off social media during the bar exam, or you want to use, there's lots of different free applications that you can download to block your use your of iPhone, those things. Yeah. I mean, if you have an iPhone, it automatically blocks. Yeah. Um, I had a student who used to say, farewell, Facebook friends, I'm off social media, but then she was always on social media. Yeah. She didn't pass the bar. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so tales from the other side, right. right? So, you know, you can you can put applications on your phone, on your laptop, where if that's something that you enjoy doing and you don't want to cut it out completely mm-hmm. for two months, I understand that. But don't trust yourself to have willpower. Right. Because anything's going to seem better than studying for the bar right. exam <laughs> once you're in the thick of it. And it's really easy to procrastinate when you, when you don't want to do something. Yeah. So boundaries with other people, boundaries with yourself. Setting those up is how you protect your time so it doesn't get away from you. Excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, the next thing really is is about your, your bar prep classes in general and how they're structured to protect your time. Okay, so we've thought about what we're going to do ahead of time. Three points. One, permission to take breaks, build those breaks in and stick to the breaks you built in. Yep. Number two, set boundaries with your friends, or I would say set expectations with your friends and family and loved ones. And finally, make sure that you are aware of your inclination to, we used to say daydream, now it's surf the web or, or social media, and limit that and set up um, set up a framework to preclude you from falling into that hole. Yep. Okay, great. Next. So now you're actually started, your bar prep course has started, and uh, to my knowledge to date, all bar prep courses out there are having you watch videos as part of your program. Okay. And that's great because you haven't seen a lot of this law for a while. Like I hadn't seen property in two and a half years <laughs> and I definitely needed a refresher on that. The big thing to look out for with the videos is that you don't make them last any longer than they're supposed to. So what do I mean by that? Yeah. Don't pause them. Don't rewind them. Don't rewatch them. Focus once. Focus hard. Take your notes and then set them aside. If I had to pick a number one reason students are coming to me saying I failed the bar is that they spent way too much time watching videos and not enough time doing practice questions. That's really interesting too because when I took the bar it was live and you had to go to a place. We went to Town Hall in New York City and everyone would be there and Professor Whitehead or whoever it was would give their lecture and you couldn't press pause and you couldn't press repeat. You did it in real time. So treating it like it's real time is good because the longer it takes, the more you're cutting into doing other stuff. Exactly. 
Wow, that's a really good point. That's a great point. Actually. And that circles back to there's only so many hours that you have to study for the bar exam from right. start to finish. Right. So every hour, every minute that you're spending going back over those videos uh-huh. or stretching them out, that's time you're not doing something else. Got it. And Got eventually it. that trade-off becomes too expensive right. because there's, there's no more time for um, the practice questions. So uh, a couple of tricks with that are to, one, watch them with someone else for accountability. Oh, like, you okay. won't let me pause them, I won't let you pause them. Okay, that's good. That was, that's mm-hmm. what I personally did. Um, a second thing to think about with the videos and not making them take up all of your time is to watch them at a lower point in your day energy-wise. So the way your bar prep, and this circles back to kind of knowing yourself and how you, uh, how you study, your bar prep course will be set up to have you watch videos first thing in the day. Okay. A trick I give students is to start bar prep half a day early so that if bar prep's supposed to start on a Monday, start Sunday night, watch the videos for Monday morning. And then when you get up Monday morning, hit the ground running with your practice questions. That's a great idea. So that you can kind of get it all in, but you can play to your personal strengths and weaknesses in terms of high points with energy, low points with energy, uh, when your family's around and you want to spend time with them, things like that. You can you can work around it mm-hmm. with a little bit of planning. Great. Got it. Wonderful. Great advice. Uh, so then the next thing when you're in bar prep already is don't spend too much time on passive activities. So when I talk about, I spend, I don't know, maybe 80% of my time teaching talking about the difference between passive and learning active activities. Mm-hmm. So watching videos, reading outlines, Um, those are things I consider to be passive activities. Right. Active activities are things like doing practice MBE questions, writing practice essays, condensing your notes, issue spotting and outlining. Those are, um, anything active to me is when you're engaging with the material. Right. Allowing yourself to spend too much time on passive activities, even though it feels good and it feels like you're accomplishing something, is is almost the same thing like with the videos you're making that trade-off between doing that and doing the practice questions Mm -hmm. and then the closer you get to the test that's where the cramming and trying to get all those practice questions in comes in so making sure you're balancing that time yeah because and and so we talk about active learning versus passive learning all the time and the a great analogy is pulling a um brief off the internet versus reading the case and briefing it yourself because the reality is that it's not so important that you know exactly what the facts were, exactly what the rule was. It's that you looked hard into the case, which is training your mind to think in a way that's different than people who don't go to law school. Anyone can pull it off. Right. So I guess it's that same principle that you're saying. is just looking at something, watching something. Not only is it passive, well, look, I should say, what it's doing is you can do it, but you can also daydream at the same time. Right. It definitely is. It allows your focus to be interrupted more. Right. But also, I could have someone, um, you know, this goes to knowing your learning style. I could have someone teach me, the, the most excellent professor teach me something about property. And if it's not being presented to me in a way that my brain wants to learn it, which for me is visual, I need mm-hmm. to see it written with colors and arrows and all of that. Uh, I'm not going to learn it. So you have to know, is this activity actually helping me to learn this? Am I seeing an improvement in my scores based on how I'm learning the information? Because if you're not, you're wasting your time. And that's why doing the practice questions as you go is so important. It's Mm -hmm. allowing you to test 
if what you're doing is working and then if you do it on a consistent basis you have enough time to go back and make changes got it whereas if you wait then that's it right <laughs> right 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 and then it's too late perfect okay so that's your third set of tips which is basically engage more in active learning than passive learning that you have to do some passive learning because you have to watch these tapes right but generally speaking you should, it should be maybe like an 80-20 balance or something. Yeah, like that. that's that's what I, that is exactly the breakdown oh. <laughs> that I use actually. Uh, it's just about the prioritization. It's not necessarily that like one thing's more important than the other. It's just because the passive learning, the video watching is easier, that's when people fall into the trap of making it take up so much time. So just hearing that, knowing that, and understanding that it's not the most important thing, that piece of information alone helps so many students pass the bar exam on the first try, knowing that that's a thing that has caused a lot of people to fail. Got it. Okay, great. Any other tips? Those are those are the big ones that I have in terms of before and during bar prep. Okay, anything for after? <laughs> Sleep a lot. <laughs> right, don't talk about the don't bar exam about the bar after exam. it happens. Yeah. So, um, these are spectacular tips, and I think that what's so special about these tips is that they're not the ones that you think about. And it's interesting, I know you run a bar course and you are very successful in your bar course, and I always thought of you kind of just taking students through how to answer questions, but it seems that it's a much more holistic approach, and that if you do these things other than just answering the questions, if you think about your time, if you are honest with yourself about how you're spending your time, that that also is a big hurdle that you can jump over to pass the bar exam. The the term holistic, that is exactly what I uh, say to students when I'm doing a one-on-one consult. I say VINCO is holistic bar prep. And so I love that you picked up on that. So that's exactly right. We're looking at the time management, mm-hmm. the stress management, the mindset about, you know, you have to actually believe that you could pass this test. Right, you, can't, right. you can't go into it already right. defeated. So absolutely, you, of course you have to know the law. You have to put in the time with the practice right. questions. But from where I sit, those are just the, the baseline. Like those are the requirements to get your foot in the door for the test. Everything else is what you have to look out for because nobody else is monitoring that but you. Right. Um, one other question I have for you. So we talk about, every, everyone takes a course, we know that. And one of the statistics I heard was that only 30% of the people do 90% of the work assigned by a course, which is interesting that they say do 90%. They're not even saying what is 100%. When I went to law school, I did 100% of the work. So realistically, how much work do you have to do from what a bar course gives you in order to have success? I mean, look... It's a lot of there's a lot of variables how you did in law school how much you understand how to analyze etc cetera, etc cetera. but what should be your target goal for percentage of work you should do from an assigned bar course I mean if you're asking me I'm going to tell you to do 100% of what they're telling you to do but I actually don't look at it like that and maybe that's from being in the business of custom bar plans right that's that's essentially what we do Um, I think of it in terms of how many hours so the statistic there is 500 to 600 hours of studying So if your bar prep company of that 600 hours wants you to watch 300 hours worth of video, Mm -hmm. which is not true, but if that were, if that, if that were the statistic, I would, I wouldn't care then if you were following that because I don't want you to spend that much time watching video, right? 
So it's about investing that time on the tasks that are helping you to move the needle forward. So sometimes you have to make decisions. And I will um, forget plugging my company. I want to plug academic success departments across the country. Oh, my God. No kidding. (laughs) Because that's where you need to go to get feedback on your plan for free because you already paid them to go to law school there. So you call them up, whoever is responsible for bar prep at your school, and say, this is what my bar prep company has me doing. I'm not seeing progress. I'm not seeing results. They can help you restructure your time. And then we don't worry about the progress bar as much. We don't worry about the percentage as much because we know we're doing the thing that's right for us. Does that make sense? Right, absolutely. Because the bar prep, I mean, there's like, what, five or seven? The, yeah, there's so they're all one ones. size fit exactly. all. And so you can customize. So it's like buying a suit, right? You buy a suit off the rack, we'll call it, and then you go to the tailor. So the academic support professional is your tailor. Exactly. That's a really good... I love that analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a former academic support professor, I guess still academic support. Um, Wow. I've learned a lot. I really have. I've learned a lot. So this is wonderful. I appreciate it. We will keep it short and sweet so that the students can get time to study now. I love that. (laughs) Because this was 20 minutes of passive listening. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But important passive listening. So passive can be important too. So that's part of your 20%. All right. Thanks, Carrie Ann. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that's my discussion with Carrie Ann Stout, CEO of Vingo Bar Prep Exam Coaching. Want to learn more about Vingo Bar Prep? Head to vincoprep.com. That's V as in Victor, I-N-C as in cat, O, prep.com. And you can reach out to Carrie Ann that way. That's our episode for today. Thanks as always to www.bensound.com for the music. Enjoy your day.